because the people that you're connected to, those are the ones who are willing to lend you their influence. They're going to speak mm. on your behalf. They help open doors for you. They're going to extend their personal networks to you. Now, you're not going to do that for someone that you met at happy hour over a drink. This is the Leadership Communication Show, a podcast to help people like you be the inspiring and influential leaders their people need. I'm Michael Paperno, and I'm a communication expert, teacher, and coach. My personal mission is to help good leaders be great leaders through the power of communication. I promise you'll learn something from each guest on this show that will help you along your personal leadership journey. Okay, on with the show. Today's conversation is with Lisa L. Baker, founder of Ascentum, a coaching practice that guides clients to live more meaningful and abundant lives. Lisa has over two decades of success in a series of leadership roles at Fortune 500 companies that include Synchrony, Microsoft, Citigroup, and Bank One. At Synchrony, a company with over 16,000 employees, she was senior vice president and general manager in charge of growing the $2.5 billion eBay credit portfolio. Lisa has lived through bankruptcy, divorce, and career setbacks and has not only survived but has achieved record-breaking results. One of the pillars of Lisa's coaching practice is connections and, of course, building meaningful relationships with them. That's why I invited her to the show today. Welcome to the show, Lisa. Thank you so much. I am really glad to be here, Michael. Thank you. I'm glad you're here, too. Thank you for being willing to come on. So, Lisa, let's just start with telling my listeners a little bit about you. What's your background and what's your story? Oh, my gosh. My background starts, like many folks, with really humble beginnings. I'm the youngest of eight children. I was born in St. Louis, Missouri. And, um, you know, like many people, I wasn't sure what I wanted to be when I grew up. And, mm-hmm. um, but I, you know, went to college, got a degree in marketing at St. Louis University. And my first job out of college was at household finance in a sales management training program. And that really launched me into a financial services career that lasted about three decades. And as you mentioned, I I worked for uh, Synchrony. I I retired from Synchrony last year and started Ascentum, and it is my passion project. That's great. Now, what made you want to get into coaching? What was the uh, impetus for that? Yeah, you know what I realized is as I started to look at my career and all of the things that I've done over the years, there was a common theme throughout, a thread that flowed, and that really was around supporting, guiding, coaching people, whether it was managing teams and leading folks or doing small groups, one-on-one kind of mentoring and coaching, and that's the part of my jobs, no matter where I worked or what my defined role was, that's the part that I've always loved the most. And so as I contemplated making a change and retiring, I thought, you know, I would love to be able to do this part full time. And that is guiding people to success. That's so funny, Lisa, because that's very similar to me. You know, I had, I've I've had a long and varied career. You and I both have financial services in our background, which is interesting. I kind of started after I left teaching, I started my marketing, branding, and communications career in financial services. But it's the same for me. I, I no matter what I've done, and no matter what teams I've led, and you know, I've I actually um, I I just really loved motivating people to be their best selves, and that's why the coaching and training is 
something that I really enjoy doing as well. Now, you and I um, also have very much in common the fact that we uh, love helping people build better relationships. And when you and I talked last, we had a really great discussion about how to you know, make meaningful connections. And, and you actually said that you, know, you really like doing that, especially for women and minorities. So tell us a bit, little bit more about the work you do and how you help there. Yeah, so at Ascentum, there are three pillars that really form the coaching practice. One is, is connections. And that is, in my opinion, the most important thing. It's the basis for everything because I firmly believe that everything that we will ever have in this life is likely to come through another person. And so mm. if you want to be successful, you have to get really good at building relationships and making connections. And I distinguish connections from networking because those are two very different things, although they're related. Mm. Um, so careers is the second pillar at Ascentum and then finances. But you need people to build a career. You need people to grow your finances. People are essential for everything. And I realized that probably a little later than I should have. Mm. It's funny because, yeah, that really resonates with me because I've had several you could call them career change. I like to call them career transitions rather than changes because, again, like you said, there's always been a theme line for me. It's not necessarily like I hopped from one career to another, but I have had different. If you look at my LinkedIn profile or my CV or whatever, it looks very, it looks like a lot of different, it looks like several different careers, maybe as many as four of them. But it's the connections that I had and made along the way that enabled me to do that. You're so right. And that's so, I love that you differentiated from networking because I am not a good networker, but I'm a good connector and I'm good at staying in touch with people and I'm good at um, connecting others. So it's it's interesting that how you distinguish between those. So tell me about how the three pillars work together for you, for your clients. Mm -hmm. So they work together in that, as we we just said, so connections, the foundation, because you need people in your life. the career piece, right? And that so if you, mm-hmm. whether there's someone, you know, like I was in corporate America that's trying to grow their career and get to the next level, they're mm-hmm. going to have to have what I would call their own personal success team um, or a personal board of advisors. And so that's how connections relate to your career. You need mm-hmm. those people to support you. And there are six very distinct roles that I think are, sh- are and should be members of your personal board of advisors. Then as you grow your career or business, you start to make more money naturally, right? That's our purpose. We're Mm -hmm. trying to, (laughs) it's not non-for-profit for for most of us. And so as you start to make more money, you go to higher levels, you need to know what to do with that money. And that's where the finances piece comes in because many career coaches will help you grow your career, make those connections, but they don't deal with the financial side of it. Many financial coaches, right, and there are great ones out there, they help you to figure out how to grow your money, they help you to budget and those kinds of things, but they don't deal with your career or how you make money in the first place. And Mm, so mm -hmm. I put them all together in my coaching practice so you have a comprehensive look at who are the people in your life, that's how you have influence, what's your career, what are you doing, your work, that's how you make an impact on the world. 
and then mm-hmm. your finances. That's the income so that you can live life on your own terms so that you can decide if you choose, like I did, to retire. I'm, I'm 56 years old. I retired at 54. Right, because you had a comprehensive plan in place, right? (laughs) Yes. So now it's putting that all together. My lessons of experience and sharing that with others to help them to grow. I love that. I had a previous guest on uh, season one of my podcast, and we talked about how we don't talk about our money enough as we move along our life. And then a lot of people kind of you know, get themselves in a little bit of trouble because of that, because they're not looking at it as a, a comprehensive part of their everyday. And also, um, I guess the point there was that we don't, we're not always comfortable talking about our money with other folks. So that's really great that you kind of bridge that gap there. Yeah, it's, it's one of those things that people, it's almost like you don't talk money, you don't talk politics, you don't talk religion. Mm-hmm. You know, there, there's a list of things that we're told you don't, you know, polite conversation that's not supposed mm-hmm. to come up. But right. one of the benefits of having those meaningful connections is having someone who can give you advice about your money. So if you're interviewing for a new role or you're starting a new business and you need information about funding or how to negotiate salary, That's another way that your connections can help. And we should be Mm -hmm. okay talking about that. I mean, most people don't want to share their salary or, you know, very personal things like that. But how are you supposed to know what's a reasonable expectation if no one ever talks about that? Right. I know. That's so funny. Tell me about that personal board of advisors, because that's a really interesting concept. Yeah. So if you th- most people understand the concept of a board of advisors in a business, right? There are roles right. and seats on that board that you feel. And I think we need to have the same thing for our lives personally. That personal board helps to guide you, help you to navigate for success in your life. I think there are six distinct roles that should be members of your personal board. Mm-hmm. The first one, and maybe one of the most important ones, is a sponsor. Mm-hmm. Your sponsor is a, if you think about it in the context of business, is going to be a senior level executive, someone that I would describe as having the juice. This mm-hmm. is the person that has the, the power, the influence, the authority to either A, hire you directly, mm-hmm. or B, they have enough influence that they can speak to someone else on your behalf and open Mm -hmm. up the door for you. Right, right. Mm -hmm. The second role, one that's more common to people, is a mentor. Very Mm -hmm. different than a sponsor, because your mentor may not be able to sponsor you, but that mentor is more of an advisor that helps you to kind of navigate on a specific path of development. So you may have many mentors based on their strengths and the area that you need to develop. So if I want to be better at communications, I'm going to find someone to mentor me who's an excellent communicator. Right. That great communicator may not be the same person who can mentor me about getting better with finances, for example. We're securing funding or something like that. Right. Mm -hmm. Then there's your champion. That champion is that person who is, you can think of them as your cheerleader. They're the person who is in your corner to support you, that give you the kudos and the encouragement to keep going. And that 
often is someone who is really close to you, a family member, a really good friend who's just, Mm -hmm. some people use this term, ride or die. (laughs) They are just with you. Um, The other person is just colleagues. These are your peers, people that have, you know, diverse experiences, but this is someone that you can go to and just get general advice and support. Mm Mm-hmm. They may help you to connect with others, things like that. And then you need a coach. Now, I may be a little biased here, but I think everybody (laughs) needs a coach. (laughs) Yeah. Mm -hmm. If you're going to be successful, you need a coach. That that person is going to guide you along your success path and help you Mm -hmm. to accelerate that. And then last and finally, that person is a hero. Now, this person can be alive or or deceased, but this mm-hmm. is the person that you look to as a role model. It's someone who has already done very well the thing that you want to do. And you can mm-hmm. use them as your, you know, a beacon of hope, so to speak, your hero. Right. So having all of those roles, and they are very distinct because someone who is your sponsor may not be your colleague or they may not be able to be your coach. And so we need to think of them as differently. And all of them working together support you on your journey to success in any endeavor. Okay, so sponsor, mentors, champion, colleagues, coach, and hero. I love that because a lot of times what we do is we think that that coach or that mentor can be all of these things to us. And and, And what you just clearly outlined is you need to be thinking differently than that. And that's really, really, that's really, really good for us all to remember is that we need all of these aspects in our lives in order to help us move forward. Yeah, they're distinct roles. Mm -hmm. And these people may not all know each other. You just need to know who they are and what role they fit in into your life. And I think what happens sometimes is people get disappointed because you may be expecting someone who's a mentor to be able to sponsor you. So how, what do you do then if you're someone who's feeling stuck in making these connections that are going to, to help you excel? Yeah. You know, I think a lot of people get stuck um, in this regard, especially women and minorities, as we talked about, because it, it, feels, it can feel a little bit slimy, if I can say it that way. Yeah. <laughs> um, but I think it's because of the, the way we think about it. So Um, If I go back for a moment, remember I said that networking is very different than connecting. So networking, think of the events that we used to go to. There's a bunch of people. You're passing out business cards. And that's the part that kind of doesn't feel so great. No, Um, that's so icky to me. I hate that setting. (laughs) (laughs) Yeah. So networking is really just about knowing more people. It's about volume. Mm. You can you can loosely, you know, you can network with many people, hundreds, thousands, millions, even think about your social media. Yeah, you may have tens of thousands of people that you have networked with and you're connected to. But how many of them do you really know? And how many Mm -hmm. of them really know you? So the distinction is networking is just about knowing more people, whereas Mm -hmm. connecting is about knowing people more. You can really only connect with a subset of the people that maybe you've networked with because that when you net when your networking is just breath connecting is depth. You want to allow the person mm. to know you and you want to get to know them. 
because the people that you're connected to, those are the ones who are willing to lend you their influence. They're going to speak on your behalf. They help open doors for you. They're going to extend their personal networks to you. Now, you're not going to do that for someone that you met at happy hour over a drink. Oh, you're making me feel so much better about myself because I just hate networking, but I love connecting. Yeah. And and connecting is how I've built businesses. And but it's not it's funny because some people listening to this might be like, "Oh, well, you know, you have an agenda when you're connecting with someone." But I really don't. No. I'm more I I have people in my quote-unquote network who I just they're just people that I love to stay in touch with and to talk to. And, and now that I'm thinking through it, those are the all, the, and there's a good amount of them. Those are the people who really have helped me build my businesses. It's yeah. very interesting. It, it's absolutely right. And when you um, remove kind of the expectation of an outcome mm-hmm. and you think of it as just, you're getting to know another human being mm-hmm. and something connects you to them. You have similar backgrounds. You had an interesting conversation. You're asking questions, talking to get to know the person. You're not thinking about what you can get from them or what you're going to give to them. You're just getting to know the person because connecting is about knowing people more. When you know more about the person and they know more about you, it is natural. Right. And that natural, in my experience, has created relationships that have spanned years and even decades. And I have people from 10 years ago who still, you know, think of me and send people my way. And then again, there has, I, my relationship with them has no expectation of that. Mm-hmm. That's exactly but it's just right. Natural. It's just a natural outgrowth. Yeah. And, yeah. And that yeah. makes it much easier. So I think that's the shift that we have to make is to think of it as I'm just getting to know another person and allowing that person to get to know me. I have no expectations beyond that. Mm -hmm. And then you invest over time. That's the other thing. It's over time. You may talk to the person once a month, once every six months, once a year. There are people that I am connected to now that it took five, six years to build that connection. And now we don't have to talk frequently, but I know if I pick up the phone right now and call one of those people, they're going to answer. And if I need something and I ask if they can do it, they will. It's because we've gotten to know each other. And it's the same with me. You can, we're connected. You can call me if I can help. Absolutely. I will. Right. So there's a relationship. It's yes. just deeper than just that networking. It's funny, Lisa, I went to a, a a networking event once and there was this speaker and he was like, okay, everybody in your network, you know, you need to make sure that you, you make sure that they, they you have to make sure that, well, what was it? Anybody in your network, if they're not willing to recommend you to two people every week or something like that, like they put this quantity on recommending and then also like you know oh well if 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 they're if you if you're if the person you're connecting with isn't giving you business then they're not worth your time it's like whoa that is so opposite of the way i work yeah that's that is the exact opposite of what you right. should be doing and how you th- should think about the power of connections i'll, I'll give you an example cuz often you don't even have to ask and 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 here's what i mean when i left synchrony and was thinking about launching Ascentum. I just reached mm-hmm. out to my former 
boss um, genuinely just to say hello. I, I sent a text message and I said, hey, how, how, are you go- how are you doing? How are things going? He immediately mm-hmm. responded, hey, Lisa, I'm great. How are you? And he asked, he said, hey, have you found another job? Are you even looking for a job? And I said, no, I'm not looking for a job. I don't want one of those anymore. Right. And, I, <laughs> and so I said, I'm, I'm working to build a coaching practice. Now, I can honestly say when I reached out to him, I only wanted to say hello and just stay in touch. But just naturally from the conversation, and this is all over text, he says to me, oh my God, you're going to be great at that. He said, when you're ready, let me know. I have a person on my team that I believe would benefit from your coaching. Right, see? I didn't ask him for anything. I did not Mm -hmm. reach out to him expecting anything other than to let him know that I'm still here, I'm thinking about you because he's somebody that I value. He's been very supportive. And I just wanted to say hi. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Yeah. And that's the importance also of staying in touch with people, especially when you've made a transition or a shift like that, because they don't always know exactly what you're doing. That's right. And, and you know, a little, touch, a little touch base to say hello and let them know often will spark in them, oh, yeah, I can, I can refer people to Lisa. I can refer people to Michael for sure now that I understand what's going on. Yeah, and you know? two of the clients that I have have come through him just because I, on some random day, sent a text message to say hello. And at that point, a symptom wasn't even real. It was real in my mind, mm-hmm. but it didn't yeah. exist yet. <laughs> right, right. So you had to hurry up and put it together, yeah, right? Like, oh my gosh. <laughs> and and here's the other thing. I, I am very fortunate that um, today I can sit here and say to you that Every, well, not every, let me tell the truth. N- okay. 99% of the clients that I have today have come from a connection. Someone yeah. that I worked with, someone that referred somebody who knew somebody. It, it's not been through any direct marketing effort. Me too. I'd say, I'd say 97% for me. I have a few people that find me online and come to me for one-to-one programs, but yeah, most of it's through my network. Yeah. Absolutely. And we'll be right back. The Leadership Communication Show is brought to you by the Comvia Group, your source for leadership communication and workplace relationships coaching and training. Visit WeAreComvia, that's W-E-R-C-O-M-V-I-A dot com to learn more. If you're a senior leader in healthcare who's thinking about making the transition to the early and mid-stage life sciences world, the Comvia Group's Write the Next Chapter of Your Career Program is for you. Learn more and get access to a free preview at www.wearecomvia.com slash next chapter. That's www.wearecomvia.com slash next chapter. And now back to the show. Where'd the name Ascentum come from? I love that name. Thank you. It, the tagline for my business is Here You Grow. Because mm-hmm. what I realize about myself is that I make things grow, whether it's growing a portfolio for a client, growing myself personally, or helping one of my uh, clients to grow. That's what I love. And it 
And it's about going from one level to the next. So success Mm -hmm. isn't a destination. Personal growth isn't a destination. It's a journey that has many levels. And so I am about helping people to ascend from one level of success to another. And so that's the ascent part of the name. And Mm -hmm. ascentum just sound cool. And then if I can be candid, it was a domain name that was available. (laughs) Yeah. Oh, it was. So that's always good. (laughs) Yeah, that's tough these days. Because yeah. I can, you can come up with a lot of great names, but you can't get decent dona- domains for them. So no, I'm glad that worked out because it's a really nice. It has a really nice, very positive sound to it as well. So I love that. Thank you. Um, yeah, that's the former branding guy in me. I'm always like, ah, oh, what a great name. So, <laughs> Lisa, let's talk about um, you know anything that you've got going on. Like, do you have any special projects going on, or anything you want to share? Things that like you've got going on that you're excited about. Yeah, there's a lot going on at Ascentum, but the one thing that I am most excited about right now is I am going to be launching my Grow Finances class or course, if you will. It is Mm -hmm. the first of um, the Grow courses, so there will ultimately be one for each of the three pillars. But Mm -hmm. Grow Finances is the first. It's a four-week course that Mm -hmm. is designed to help people get out of debt. Mm. retain more of their income, organize and protect their assets so that they can walk in well. And I'm so excited to take people through that class to quickly help them jumpstart their journey to financial freedom. Is that going to be a uh, a live class or is it it's, online? It is going to be a live class, but through Zoom. Mm-hmm. Um, so we will meet once a week on Tuesday evenings for four weeks. And the four... Uh, topics align with the letters of growth. So the first week is all about getting out of debt. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. (laughs) The second week is all about how you retain more of your income because it's not how much you make, but how much you keep that matters. Mm -hmm. Right. (laughs) Yeah. Yeah. And the third week is obviously about your assets, how you get organized, protect your assets, because as your money grows, as you start to build wealth, you want to protect what you've created and continue to grow it. And then last, what it truly means to walk in wealth. And it's about living on your own terms, leaving a legacy, uh, because mm. it's not it's not just about the now, but about growing right. for the future. So I'm super excited about that. Um, you'd be surprised how many people, even high paid executives who are living paycheck to paycheck. I know. I know. Oh, it sounds like a great program. Congratulations. I know how much work it is to put a course together, so I'm excited for you. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, so I would tell your listeners if they're hearing this, uh, stay tuned, visit the Ascentum website, um, and more details are forthcoming. But I'm really excited about that. Good. Excellent. So um, is that the best way for people to find out more about you and get in touch with you is to go to the Ascentum website or are there other ways? Yo, the Ascentum website is a great one. You can connect with me personally on LinkedIn. I am Lisa L. Baker on LinkedIn. And you can follow Ascentum on um, Facebook and Instagram at Ascentum. We're also on Twitter at Here You Grow. Great. And to spell a sentence for him, it's A-S-C-E-N-T-I-M. You got it. All right. Good. Lisa, this has been great. Let's leave my listeners with uh, just one more thought. Like, If you had to signal, signal out the most important thing people should remember about making meaningful connections, what would you say? Sorry to put you on the spot. but <laughs> No worries. I would say the most important thing to remember about making meaningful connections is that, it one, it is a must- 
If you want to have impact, you want to grow any area of your life, you must get really good at building relationships and making those meaningful connections. Number two, let it be easy, authentic, natural, have no expectations for the outcome. Mm -hmm. And three, remember there are distinct roles that you need to have on your personal board of advisors or your own personal success team, if you will. Awesome. Well, Lisa, thank you so much for joining me today and sharing your wisdom and tips with my listeners. I really appreciate it. You're welcome. It was a pleasure. I hope we can do it again sometime. I'd love that. That's it for this episode of the Leadership Communication Show. Thank you so much for listening. If you like the show, please subscribe wherever you get your podcasts. And if you think this show can help other people you know, please tell them about it too. To learn more about me and my work, head over to my websites at michaelpiperno.com and wearecomvia.com. While you're there, be sure to check out all of the leadership communication tips and tricks I share on my blogs. See you next time.